0: And to Jesus be the glory and the honor and the praise. And God's people said, Amen. Great program today. We're in the car on the way to Jesus' image. I'll be teaching in the school today. Tomorrow is Good Friday, and we're looking forward to it with all our hearts. Say hello, Chetty. Hi, everyone. Well, today I want to talk to you about how it's possible to be saved and not know the Lord. A lot of people today are saved but don't know the lord and what do we do to really know the lord that's really why we're on this planet why we are alive is to know our wonderful jesus And lord we come today the lord i pray you will give me the right things to say i pray you'll bless your people today minister your word to them i pray Anoint each one of them and meet every need in their life. In Jesus' name, amen. Back a few years ago, um, we took a trip. We, the family, took a trip. And with us was my brother William. And our kids were sitting around the table. And my Alicia at that time was probably in her 20s and uh she began talking and as she began talking all of us were stunned by the wisdom that was coming out of her and i looked at my brother willie who was sitting next to me i said i don't know my own my own daughter because never had i had such a deep discussion with my children never had we had such a time To really get to know each other at dinner. Think about how many children don't know their parents and how many parents don't really know their children. They've never really sat down with them and got to know their heart. Well, think about the Lord. How many of us say, I'm saved, I'm on my way to heaven. But we never really give the Lord time enough to reveal himself to us. A great scripture in in Luke 24 31 it says and their eyes were opened and they knew him the two disciples are going to Emmaus their eyes were open and they knew him the reason people don't know the Lord is their eyes spiritually are not open to really get to know the Lord now if you read that story you will see something quite amazing that there are uh, four stages in, in the life of a believer. Stage number one, if you look at the story and read it, it says that they, they, they were sad and troubled. So when the Lord approached them, they were troubled. And, so the, and his first question was, why are you troubled? Why are you so sad? And then they began to tell about it. Well, don't you know? Didn't you hear it about Jesus of Nazareth? Well, what is a sad heart? A sad heart is like those men who knew he died, but did not know he rose. They knew he died, but didn't know he rose. So the heart here is sad because what they are doing is all they know is Jesus died. But they don't know his life yet because they don't know he rose. So to look at the cross, when people only see the death of Jesus, they cannot trust him because you cannot trust someone who died. You can only trust someone who's alive and rose from the dead. So now they are sad. How many Christians do you know that cannot trust God? They say they do, but they don't. They almost don't know why they can't They don't trust know God. why, because see, they are they are focused on he died for me. They know about his death on the cross, which is important to all of us. But if we don't know that he rose from the dead, our life will not change. Like Paul said we're, we're of all people most miserable. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So there four stages. Stage number one is the troubled heart, the sad heart. Stage number two is slow to believe. Because he said, all oh, you are slow to believe. And stage number three is the burning heart, but that's not enough. The final thing is the changed heart, that heart that is satisfied. And those four stages we see with those two disciples on the road to Emmaus. First, they were sad, focusing on he's dead. It's over. No, no, no. He's alive. Now, the second stage is after they were so sad and the Lord now begins to talk, begins to talk to them. Because now remember, I want to say something very important here. We cannot know the Lord till we know that he is life, that he's alive. Then we can begin to depend on him. Now um, do you know also just before I go on, when, when, when the women came to the tomb, they came to do something for him because in their heart and mind he was crucified, he's in the grave let's go anoint his body let's do something for him so when we see the Lord only as that die- who died for us we, we, we cannot really expect him to do something for us Because only a living Christ can do something for us. The uh, Catholic Church focuses on the crucifix. The Eastern Churches focus on the resurrection. If you walk into a Greek Orthodox Church, you'll see more pictures of Jesus rising from the dead than, than you would see him on the cross. If you go to a Catholic Church, you see more crucifixes the cross and jesus on the cross but that's not what god wants us to focus on he wants us to focus on both he died and he rose from the dead tomorrow we're we're celebrating the victory of calvary the victory of calvary so now they they come to the to the to the to the second place what 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 is the second place slow to believe now the second stage is taken from the words of the Lord to them when when he said to them you are of slow of heart to believe that's in verse 25 I want to read that to you so Then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? So uh, slow to believe means they heard the message that he was alive, but they did not believe it. They knew what the Bible says. He says, did you not know what Moses said? He said, don't you know what, what, what the prophets wrote? And it, and then it says, and beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he began to expound to them the scriptures. So they heard the message. They knew what the old covenant uh, prophets had, had written because every Jew knew that. But they did not believe it. And some people today they know jesus has died for them yet they cannot live the christian life dependent on a living lord because they don't really believe what the bible says about the resurrection they still question or not understand the meaning of the resurrection without the resurrection there is no christianity If we don't believe that that Jesus rose from the dead, we are of all people most miserable. That's what Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 15. Now comes the third stage. Burning heart. Because it says as as he began to expound the scriptures, later they said, did not our hearts burn? A burning heart is the heart. That this is very very important. It's the heart that feels the anointing. It's the it's the heart that knows and experiences the power of God. But they still don't know He is Messiah. Their eyes were still not opened. How many people? Do you know that have felt the anointing, that have stood in the presence of God in meetings, and their hearts burned, and never surrendered to the Lord? They would cry during those meetings. I've I've seen them cry and weep and leave unchanged. And so have you. So have you. I'm told, I'm told, a group of uh, anointed people met with a very famous uh, television personality, and I don't want to name names right now. And they began to sing old gospel songs because that individual grew up in a Christian home very famous person if i would say their name you'd know them and they grew up in a christian home the grandmother was a real saintly woman of that individual who is a tv personality and as they began to sing the songs that that person began weeping and 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 this individual said to this group why am i feeling this Uh, That person began to experience the anointing and began to weep. But nothing happened to her heart. Well, I just said her, anyways. Nothing happened in the heart of that individual. How can that be? Well, just like these, these disciples, their hearts burnt, but they didn't know. They didn't even know him it's possible to weep when the anointing is moving and it doesn't change your life that's the burning heart but then comes this satisfied heart where jesus reveals himself to that to that individual like he revealed himself to the two on the road to emmaus as they were breaking bread now the Holy Spirit reveals the resurrected Lord to their hearts. Their life changes. They run back to Jerusalem to tell the disciples they saw him. And while they were talking, the Lord appeared to all of them. Now, I want to I ask the question here. Uh, who does Jesus reveal himself to? All right. This is, I believe, when we begin to know him. We begin to know him when we obey what he says to us in Matthew. Let's all go to Matthew 16. And I'm going to read verse 24. Because this is when the change happens, precious saints. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, Matthew 16, 24 if any man will come after me let him deny himself take up his cross and follow me for whosoever will save his life shall lose it whosoever will lose his life for my sake will find it wow for what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul death to self is the only way you and I can change. When we say no to the world, now incredible glory awaits those who will say no to the world and surrender completely to the Son of God. Because once we see Him as the living Messiah, we can begin to depend on Him. We can begin to yield to Him, surrender to Him. So, the conditions really of a changed heart and a satisfied heart remember the four stages a sad heart, a troubled heart, first, then, secondly, well, we, we saw it in this amazing teaching, but I I think it'll be it'll be it'll be good to repeat them to you. Slow heart, can't believe. Burning heart. Changed heart. And when that happens, amazing blessings begin to come. Now, the Lord knows we cannot on our own. We cannot on our own. Uh surrender because often we fail and then we condemn ourselves because it's not self-will it's not self-effort it's not self-confidence in fact uh, Paul the Apostle in Romans seven eighteen said he said for to will is present with me but how to perform it I don't know how so we all want to surrender but we just don't know how because our, in in our flesh dwells no good thing and Paul the Apostle understood if I try I'm gonna fail and I think that's really when our deliverance from the flesh begins when we realize we cannot surrender on our own strength we have to yield completely to the Holy Spirit to let him work that surrender in our hearts and in our life so only only the holy spirit can help us surrender i you know that's why i tell people ask the holy spirit to do it because you can't do it you cannot surrender on your own you have to say blessed holy spirit work that in me the bible says in romans 8 13 for if you live after the flesh you'll die but if you, through through the Holy Spirit, mortify the deeds of the body, you live. Through the Holy Spirit, mortify the deeds of the body. Through the Holy Spirit, be, be able to say, I surrender. And we all know Philippians too. Let's go to it quick. And let's read verse 13, a very familiar, beautiful verse. For it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do his good pleasure. Now, before that, he said, we are to work our salvation, work out our salvation with with fear and trembling. But we can't even do that without surrendering to the Lord for him to work that work in us. It is God that works in you, giving you the will and the doing of his good pleasure. So God gives us the desire to surrender, and God works that, sur- that surrender in us. So surrendering to the Lord Jesus is really the only pathway to victory in life, to power and glory. I want to I wanna just talk to you from my heart right now. It's not easy to surrender. Because in order to surrender, you and I must become children all over again. We have to become childlike in the spirit. When we, as human beings, mature, it's hard for us to become children again now in the flesh it's impossible but god commands us to be children in the spirit if you read the beatitudes and look at what the lord said he's describing a child blessed are the meek you know keep 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 going it's all the heart of a child without becoming a child I don't think anyone can surrender to the Lord think about how easy when your kids were little how easy they they jumped and knew you you would catch them I used to uh, love swimming with my kids you know in the pool when they were little And I would just put my arms up and they would all jump, knowing I would not let them drown. Wow, what faith, huh? Childlike faith. So I'm going to pray today that God Almighty will do that work in you. That you will be changed completely in heart and know the Lord in depth. And knowing the Lord is the reason for living. And knowing the Lord is a process. We know him day by day as we spend time in his blessed presence. Wonderful Jesus, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, you're going to bring everyone I'm talking to, to to that place where their eyes will open. Just like the two disciples on the road to Emmaus, their eyes opened and they knew you. I pray every person, Lord, their eyes will open and they will know you. To you be the praise, glory, and honor. And Lord, meet every need, answer every heart's cry, answer every prayer today in your blessed name. And God's people said, amen, amen, and amen. I hope and pray you've enjoyed this little talk today from the car. Tomorrow, please join us for Good Friday. Communion service tomorrow. Make sure you have the elements ready with you as we partake communion together tomorrow. It's going to be a beautiful time in the Lord. And we're going to be live on on Love World tomorrow, plus uh, Zoom. A lot of you will be joining us on Zoom, I know. So it's going to be a glorious day. Lord, thank you for meeting every need. Lord we pray that tomorrow everyone who is in need of healing will be healed and delivered in Jesus mighty name and God's people said amen and amen well it's time to sow seeds sweet people it's time to give to the Lord and trust him with our finances every time we give we say Lord I trust you so let's do that right now and he will meet every need in your life may he Who's alive forevermore. Meet every need in your life today, spiritually, emotionally, physically, financially. Amen. Much love to all of you, and I'll see you tomorrow. And by the way, you can sow your seed on the platform you're watching me on. You can go to our website, benayin.org, or you can text BHM 45777. Much blessings. Bye-bye. I wanna invite you to the most important Pastors Leaders Conference we've ever had. This will be the most important time for us ministers to get together and it will be held May twenty five through the 28th in Orlando, Florida at Thrive Church in Apopka. Please make sure to register And be a part of this amazing, life-changing, most important conference. And I repeat, the most important pastors, leaders, conference we've ever had. Make sure today to register. The information is on our website. Go to our website and register today. I'll see you in Orlando, May 25th through the 28th. God bless you.